Today is Friday, May 20th, 2022, and justice is coming for the Dirty 51 Hunter Biden laptop liars. We'll get into it in this show. Such an important story. Republicans cast 150,000 more votes than Democrats in North Carolina, a bad sign of things to come for the Democrat Party as Biden's Hispanic approval ratings plummet to 26%. Yikes. And Rand Paul calls for the Supreme Court to use lie detectors to find out who leaked. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show is candidly and openly calling for a nationwide ban on all abortions with no exceptions for rape or incest. And if I've got that wrong, I would invite Ms. Foster to correct me. Do I have it wrong, yes or no? Um, If we added rape and incest exceptions, would you vote for it? Uh, Okay, I reclaim my time, of course. Good morning and happy Good News Friday. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, doesn't it feel good to go on offense? Isn't it nice to see a clip like that to start off your day on this blessed Friday? I am drinking piping hot black coffee and that mom, pro-life mother, was spitting piping hot Truth at Jamie Raskin, a blue anon Russia conspiracy theory hack in the Democrat Party. Pretty famous dude, actually. His wife wanted to be on the Federal Commission board, and uh, she got destroyed. But here we are watching pro-life moms who are just like advocating for life up on Capitol Hill. I don't know who that witness was. We looked into her. She's just an activist. She's just an activist. And this is the best the Democratic Party has to offer. And they are getting melted down to their very core. The reason why is because these aren't serious people. They're not able to defend their views. And when they use the fake arguments like, in the the case of rape and incest, would you be for abortion? Well, okay, fine. Let's give, I'll give you rape and incest. Because pro-lifers know that that makes up less than a fraction of a fraction of 1% of all pregnancies. And so, fine, let's do a carve-out for that provable rape and incest. Let's go. And now will you support pro-life legislation? It's such an easy way to take down these fools. And it's such a special thing to see offense now on our side. That's what this entire show is devoted to. Offense. Going on offense. Whether it be Joe Biden handing over American sovereignty to the WHO, which we will have a full special on that later today. We are going to do a deep dive of exactly what Joe Biden is doing in asking this unelected, tyrannical, totalitarian board of technocrats to take over our sovereignty and usurp the U.S. Constitution. This is, without question, the most impeachable offense for Joe Biden thus far. We have heard from many members of Congress that they will be impeaching Joe Biden over his mismanagement of our border. That is unlawful. But they are going to be impeaching Joe Biden over this as well. We are hearing some rumblings. Multiple members of Congress have been in touch with us saying that this is so radically unconstitutional what Joe Biden is doing here with WHO. We're going to cover it all later today, but this show is devoted to going on offense, to fighting back, to being the Republican Party that stands for something and that has the brass in their shorts and the iron in their spine to stand up and do something when we have been wronged. Far too long in this country, we have allowed the cultural communism and rot to infect 
the various institutions and organs in this nation that must be based on justice. I was teaching my two-year-old the Pledge of Allegiance yesterday, and in the Pledge of Allegiance, it says, justice for all, liberty and justice for all, the very end of the Pledge of Allegiance. And that struck me. And I said, when was the last time that we had justice? When was the last time that a dirty Clinton campaign lawyer went to jail? When was the last time that the people who colluded against Donald Trump over the last five years colluded against our movement? Let's not make this about one man. Let's make this about a movement because the American First Movement has actually interestingly proven to be a movement outside of Trump. Now, I'm a Trump fan. I like Donald Trump. We even interacted with Donald Trump. We hope to interview Donald Trump very soon. We have our request in. We want to bring Donald Trump to you. We want to ask some questions that you want to be asked. We were at Mar-a-Lago last week with the 2000 Mules premiere, and we did a full interview, of course, with Dinesh D'Souza on that. But I want to state unequivocally that while I may be a supporter of the former president, Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a movement that starts and ends with Donald Trump. This is a much greater movement here in this country. The America First movement is a movement of fighters. It is a movement of people who are the new right. And the new right doesn't get pushed around the way the old right does. The new right doesn't sell out our nation's sovereignty the way that the Uniparty wishes to. And the new right is perfectly happy to hit back. Everyone rejoiced this last week when Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion, and we thought that maybe he'd be taking that company out of the leftist cesspool and into the land of free speech, but he's not out of the woods yet. You see, Twitter is still platformed on Amazon web servers. Those are the racks and the servers that could pull Twitter offline if they don't like what Elon Musk is doing. You don't think they'll do it? They did the same thing to Parler. They offlined the entire platform and crashed it because they didn't like what was happening on it. This is how evil and how incestuous the left has become with their control of the internet. It's why we need a new American internet and it's why we are so thrilled to be partnering with RightForge.com. RightForge.com is the true American internet and founded on American free speech principles. That's why BennyJohnson.com is hosted by RightForge. RightForge is also bringing back President Trump to the internet by hosting Truth Social, a new online community for free thinkers and free speech. It's amazing to have a company that is investing in the real wire and infrastructure, the routers, the servers, the racks that make the internet possible. And if we don't go down to the very core, we'll never have free speech back. The core of American values is what drives RightForge, and we encourage you to go to RightForge.com. That's RightForge.com. And talk to them today about bringing your domain over so you are uncancelable by the left. RightForge.com. And that is what's happening now with the dirty 51, 51 members of the Intel agencies that colluded in order to sign a letter stating that Hunter Biden's true and verifiable laptop that was left at a laptop repair shop in Delaware that contains all of the crimes and criminalities of the Biden family laid bare, that that laptop is indeed verifiably true and has been verified not just by NBC News, not just by the New York Times, not just by the Washington Post, but has now been verified true by our federal law enforcement because they are using that laptop and its contents in litigation against Hunter Biden. So now federal law enforcement 
is utilizing this laptop, yet you have 51 Intel agency members who came to the public and said unequivocally 24 hours after this first bombshell broke. And let's not forget that we have Tony Bobulinski going on Tucker Carlson stating in an unequivocally that this laptop is true, that he has the documents to verify it. He brought his Blackberries and his phones and he handed them over to federal officials. These Intel agency members rigged an election against you. And this is what you call rigging an election. We've done a whole interview on 2000 Mules. We encourage you to go watch it. We watched it and were shocked by the contents of that film and the ballot harvesting and the ballot trafficking, the muling of the ballots, right? So we were shocked by the evidence presented there. We want investigations on every state level for that practice. And let's start bringing these people to justice. The people who are doing this and who are rigging our elections, we must bring to justice. And the way to do that is to start to fight. It's one thing to talk about it and to bluster all day. And this is the first step forward in the people who colluded these Intel agency members, these spies, America's spies who lie for a living. Let us not forget that you and I paid them to train them to learn to be liars. That is what they do. Misinformation and disinformation are national security terms. They are meant to muddy the waters. So here you have a true story where a real laptop, a real laptop from Hunter Biden was handed over to the media, various members of the media, Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, Jack Posobiec, among others. You have Fox News interviewing Hunter Biden's business partners and Joe Biden's business partner. And they are saying, yes, this is verifiably true. These known liars, the spies who lie, which is their job, committed an act of disinformation and misinformation against us, the American people. And they lied to us with zero, zero evidence. Who will hold them accountable? When will they be held accountable for these lies? Well, it's about to start. And we're very, very excited about it. Here we go. The Dirty 51 lied. This according to the New York Post. The Dirty 51 lied by painting our story, our being the New York Post who broke the Hunter Biden laptop story, uh, as Russian disinformation in October 19th of 2020. Now, that's just a mere two weeks before the election. The letter they signed and delivered to Politico five days after the post expose and three days before the final presidential debate of the election campaign. This was bombshell stuff. Life has moved so quickly. Now we are, of course, in a totally different news cycle, but it's important to take a step back and remember how deleterious, how much of a color revolution, a psyop, these scum staged on the rest of us. By issuing that letter, what they gave was cover to the corporate media to not cover the Hunter Biden laptop. This was simply the wrap-up smear in a different form. It was institutional cover, given their security clearances, given their service to our national intelligence and federal law enforcement. These scumbags essentially set in motion a psyop on all of America to say that this isn't real. And it is real. And it was real. And they should be held accountable for it because they rigged an election. That's rigging an election. They didn't have to say anything because they had no evidence. And they admit in their own 
letter that they have no evidence. It'll make your blood boil. One of the most galling aspects of the Hunter Biden laptop saga is the 51 former intelligence officials who played such a critical role in suppressing the Post story about giving Joe Biden cover before the 2020 election, which is exactly what they did. They gave him cover. Do you think... Take, for example, the Michael Sussman trial right now with Hillary Clinton. Michael Sussman is a lawyer for Hillary Clinton. He gave demonstrably false evidence to the FBI. The FBI is saying now, in trial, to John Durham and his prosecution, that they knew that they, uh, that what Michael Sussman was giving them, which is the Russian PP dossier, the Alpha Bank allegations, that this, these were lies. So the FBI is stating unequivocally they knew for a fact these were lies. Just as soon as they got hit, as soon as they hit somebody in the FBI and they have these FBI agents testifying and they are savaging this man, Michael Sussman, as soon as they found out about these allegations, they looked into them and knew unequivocally that they were false. So where the hell is the letter from the 51 intel agencies defending Donald Trump? Where? Where was the letter when they were spilling over Russian collusion hoaxes on Donald Trump? Where was the letter from our intelligence agencies about how Donald Trump is an innocent man and these cl- this has nothing to it? And it might be Russian disinformation. And you should not pay attention to Hillary Clinton's allegations. So if you want to see a world upside down, here you have it. Literal Russian disinformation about Donald Trump because Christopher Steele's agents in Russia, Christopher Steele, the person who compiled the dossier, was using Russian agents. So this is Russian disinformation on Donald Trump, that Donald Trump committed all these sort of like grotesque sexual acts in Russia, so on and so forth. The entire dossier is Russian disinformation compiled by a foreign agent, Christopher Steele, who worked for MI6 and is not American. Ladies and gentlemen, the intel community embraced that wholesale, that lie, and then went after Trump for three years with the Mueller investigation. They embraced the lie of the Russian agents. And then when a true and verifiable laptop of Hunter Biden is handed to them, gift-wrapped from Hunter Biden. They call it Russian disinformation. It's a world upside down. They are lying liars who lie, and they lie to you for power. It's the only reason to ever lie for these people is to continue to assume power. And so they will sabotage Donald Trump with Russian disinformation and not say a peep about it. When they know it's false, all you have to do is follow the Michael Sussman trial and it will be ongoing for two weeks and we've already done two or three lives on it and we will hit it every single day. We have evidence in this podcast that is very damning for Michael Sussman and we can't wait to get to that. But see this for what it is. The world on its head. And if you ever want to realize how untrustworthy these people are, remember they said nothing about the Russian collusion hoax against Donald Trump. And they would not stop talking and organized immediately in order to kill a story that was real and verifiable about the Bidens. Did you know that not since the pandemic have stocks slid as much as they slid just last month? 
Quarterly earnings are abysmal. The economy is shrinking and mortgage rates are going through the roof because the Fed knows that an overheated economy and hyperinflation is going to lead to disaster. And it's already here, ladies and gentlemen. Stagflation and the worst economic climate in many decades is upon us. What are you doing to protect your wealth? In the Johnson family, we're using our friends at Birch Gold. We are buying precious metals and diversifying into something of real value. My wife and I, invested for the first time last month and Birch made it so easy. For the first time, we have our future protected by precious metals. We diversified into a tax-sheltered retirement account with gold and it couldn't have been easier. Please text Benny to 989898 to secure the gains you've made while you still can. Every roller coaster comes to an end. Every night at the bar comes with a hangover and we are here. Do not get a headache over losing your fiat currency because of the dumb decisions made in Washington. Invest in something of real value. Gold, ladies and gentlemen, through Birch Gold, the only people I trust with my future. Text Benny to 9898 and start protecting your future today with gold. Republicans, if you are in Congress and if you are watching this right now, now is the time for action. The American people are not going to be putting up with this. In a letter titled Public Statement on Hunter Biden's Emails, signed by former CIA Director Brennan Panetta Hayden, former acting CIA Director Morelli, National Security Intelligence James Clapper, and other spooks, claim the material on Hunter Biden's hard drive has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation, although none of them had ever seen the hard drive. Yet they had never apologized or retracted this lie. In fact, the Post contacted the group in March and they basically acknowledged that they were happy to lie to the American people. James Clapper doubled down. John Seifer said that he was proud to swing the election away from Trump. John Seifer, CIA spook, who signed the letter, said that he is, and this is in quote from his own tweet, he takes pride in personally swinging the election away from Trump. I lost the election for Trump, John Seifer writes. Well, I feel pretty good about my influence. If you're looking for somebody to prosecute, start with that guy. If you're looking for somebody who is a disinformation expert, who is a PSYOP expert and a false flag expert and a color revolution expert against the American people using the systems of espionage that they have learned and that we have paid for against us, which is what happens. So they take the value that is created by the deplorables, by you, the American people, they take that value, they engorge themselves with ever-expanding budgets. You've, when was the last time somebody cut a CIA budget? John F. Kennedy. That's right. How'd that end up? They take those budgets and they use them to create and to understand the human psychology, to invest in media and media apparatchiks, and then to engage in color revolutions and psyops against you. And that's what happened here. This is called a rigging of the election, and they're openly bragging about it. Well, Donald Trump has finally had enough, and he's sicking his Uber attorney. Tim Palatore is his name. On the Dirty 51, as they're known, spies who lie, the New York Post writes. 
And on Wednesday, Palatori launched the first stage in a multi-pronged strategy to, to make those who signed the letter pay for the damage that they have wrought to the freedom of the press, election integrity, and the welfare of our nation. Palatore joined Steve Bannon uh, moments ago on the War Room podcast. The clip was fascinating, and we'd like to play it for you now. Immediately, sir. Yeah, good morning, Steve. So President Trump has, uh, has asked me to go after these 51 you know, former intel officials that wrote that letter claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. And right now we've started what is going to be a multi-phased um, you know, litigation strategy, starting with complaints to the CIA, ODNI, DOD, and all of the other intelligence agencies that these 51 used to work for because the letter is in and of itself a violation of their obligations to their former employers. Whenever you release something that relies supposedly on intelligence or refers in any way to your former intelligence work, you have to submit that to the CIA and to the other intelligence community components to have it pre-reviewed. Had this letter been sent to the CIA beforehand, it certainly would not have looked anything like the letter that they actually published. Because if you read it, you know, they don't really have any facts about why this letter is Russian disinformation. It's just you have to trust them because they have collectively so many years of classified experience working on secret Russian intelligence. And so based on their classified experience, you have to trust. Them. That is something that the CIA would not have allowed them to publish. Moreover, they actually say in there that they believe that the intelligence community agrees with their assessment, which is something that would also have been whacked out, and they would have instead put in a disclaimer saying, this does not represent the position of the CIA or the intelligence community. So, these men were abusing their roles that were granted to them. They were not elected. Their roles were granted to them by presidents who we elect, Republicans and Democrats, and then they are taking those powerful roles, positions, and titles, and they are ascribing fake stories to the intelligence agencies that they used to run, using the prestige, the power, and the influence of the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and various other three-letter agencies to hurt Donald Trump and to help Joe Biden in what has been the greatest hoax pulled over on the American people since Russiagate, which is that Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. Embarrassingly, only have one song to play, one note to hit, and it is that something that they don't like is Russian disinformation or racism or a threat to our democracy. The real threat to our democracy is staring you right in the face. It is these men on your screen right now. Palatore, this is the attorney, began by filing letters in complaint with the agencies that formerly employed the 51, including the CIA, which counted 43 of its former officials among the group, the National Securities Agencies, Director of National Intelligence, and Department of Defense. Each letter of complaint points to an egregious breach by the former agent's employees that appears to have been overlooked by your agency 
and has gone uninvestigated and certainly unpunished. Specifically, the authorized publication of dissemination of intelligence assessments purportedly based on classified information that was used wrongfully. So essentially, this man is saying that you are profiteering and using your titles to rig an election. And by the way, they are rigging an election. They're bragging about it. We've read you John Cipher's own words. It points out that each of the Dirty 51 is bound by a lifelong obligation to submit their letter to the former agencies for pre-publication security review to ensure that it didn't contain classified information, a process that would take several months. The letter, of course, was published directly after the Hunter Biden laptop bombshell in order to give Joe Biden cover and to save his floundering and failing presidential campaign. Polling, by the way, from the Media Research Center, shows that the vast plurality of Biden voters would have voted against him if they had known about these allegations or if these were real or true. And the media would have had to been forced to report on it, whether they wanted to or not, if this laptop had been verified at the time. And the only reason it wasn't verified was because of letters like this. It was, of course, verified, but they called it Russian disinformation. So the media was just able to say, oh, okay, ignore it. The letter state, leading up to the 2020 election, the New York Post published a stunning revelations which were lawfully obtained that the laptop formerly belonged to Hunter Biden and then son of then-candidate Joe Biden. This information, which raises significant concerns about the financial dealings of the presidential candidate and his potential ties to China. The Washington Post published a piece yesterday, a 4,000-word piece detailing Hunter Biden and the amount of money he made from China. He made about $5.8 million from China, the vast majority of his wealth. He made from communist China. Where did that wealth go? How much of it went into Joe Biden's pocket? We must find out. To undermine these revelations, 51 former intelligence officials, to undermine, by the way, this is the letter that was sent to the agencies, to undermine, that's precisely what this is about, undermining American democracy and our republic, undermining true and real reporting published an intelligence assessment of the former published an intelligence assessment in the form of a letter for dissemination to the American people through news media. The letter purportedly relied on the combined and established credibility of these intelligence officials through their collective experience and knowledge of intelligence information, including classified material and assets to the laptop was not material to assess that the laptop was not authentic and has all the classic earmarks of Russian disinformation. This is a quote you may remember from the letter. And this was, of course, the headline. And most people don't read past the headlines. And so every headline said, the Hunter Biden laptop has is Russian disinformation, according to 51 intelligence experts. Over a year after the election, it is concluded that the laptop and its contents are authentic, and the judgment espoused by these 51 former intelligence officials is baseless and false. Yet the implications of the breach continue. Media outlets used the purportedly credible intelligence assessment as judgmentation to not report on the story. Some polls show that 17% of people who voted for President Biden would not have if they knew the laptop was true at the time. Palatory urges each agency to proceed immediately with legal action to ensure that such breaches and vital security provisions do not continue to go unchecked. The same standard should be applied to the 51 as has been applied to other agency employees who have breached the publication review obligation. They should be stripped of their security clearances, which is how these guys make a living. 
They make a living because they supposedly have access or future access to classified information, and that's how they stay employed. So this is what's happening next. Palatori said so in his recent interview on War Room. Go. The process, where does it go now? You, you sent this letter and it's up. I want to get Captain Bannon and get it on all our platforms. I want people to read this. And going on offense, walk me through the steps of this, sir. So the first step is the one that we just executed earlier this week, is to send these letters to the intelligence agencies to demand that they initiate investigations and revoke the security clearances and make it so that these 51 can never possibly work in the intelligence community again. It's exactly the same thing that they did to Navy SEAL Matt Bessonette back when he wrote the book about killing bin Laden. But they have to apply that equally, and they can't just let these guys go because they happen to be supporting President Biden. So that's step one. Step two, you actually you know, kind of hit on it a moment ago because you called it free advertising. It is. Not only that, it's a free consulting of an intelligence assessment, which is worth a lot of money to a campaign and yet was given without any compensation for. So we're going next to the Federal Elections Commission to file complaints against the 51 <laughs> and to file complaints against the Biden campaign itself for that illegal contribution in kind. And then depending on there... what the FEC does there, that then turns into a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court. So that's the play. A lawsuit against these scum for rigging an election, for using the good faith and credit that we have given them, paid for by the American taxpayers, by the deplorables, by you, by the ultra-MAGA crowd, the king-MAGA crowd, as Joe Biden would say. They use the full faith and credit that Americans have, our patriotism and our support for law enforcement and federal law enforcement and the intelligence agencies to keep us safe. These intelligence agencies are to keep us safe from foreign enemies, and they have become the foreign enemies. They have become the enemies domestically that are attacking this nation. And they have no remorse. Well, maybe they'll have remorse when these people are buried in federal court and through a federal elections commission that will hopefully be acting on this. You may recall that the Federal Elections Commission acted against Hillary Clinton. They had to be forced to, but they acted against Hillary Clinton by fining her for lying about her relationship with Perkins Coie and Michael Sussman and Fusion GPS. Hillary Clinton and the DNC were fined hundreds of thousands of dollars by the Federal Elections Commission. The most banal, white-bred, saddest, corrupted agency, they found the ability to attack Hillary Clinton. What will they do with these members of the intelligence agencies who clearly broke their oath? They're oath breakers. That's what they are. Let's call it what it is. They're oath breakers. You swear an oath when you enter one of these three-letter agencies to defend the American public. And what they did was they took the tools of espionage and lying and color revolutions, and they use them against us. And now we have Joe Biden. The next step for Palatori is to file a letter with the Federal Elections Commission requesting that the Dirty 51 be recorded as a campaign in-kind contribution. 
This was, of course, something that campaigns pay for. One of my dearest friends is a big law trial prosecutor. He works at a huge law firm, and they pay a king's ransom to get professional testimony. What you would do is you would get somebody from the CIA or somebody from a, you know, a doctor or a nurse. If you're litigating something about pharmaceutical product, you would get a professional testimony. And these people make a lot of money giving professional testimony as nurses, 20 years experience. Now I would like to call to the stand doctor with 50 years experience to tell you about this pill or this procedure. And that's how you are able to add gravitas to your argument. So what the Biden campaign did was they used the gravitas of these intelligence experts against Trump in an in-kind contribution. None of these guys were working for the Biden campaign, but they were giving to the Biden campaign through the good faith and credit the American public give them over careers suckling off the taxpayer teat to learn espionage tools to use against us. Sickening to the soul. When will come litigation against the 51 and the Biden campaign in U.S. District Court in the pursuit of any link between the Democrat operatives and the letter? So this is key. Biden cited the letter in the final presidential debate in 2020 to dismiss as garbage part of a Russian plan, the emails from his son's laptop. The Post indicated that he had met with Hunter's Ukrainian paymaster in Washington, D.C. when he was vice president. And now, subsequently, we've seen so many videos, videos, photos, physical evidence of Joe Biden meeting with Hunter Biden's business partners in the Communist Chinese Party, the Chicoms, and in Ukraine, and in Kazakhstan, and in Russia. Isn't it interesting? Ukraine, China, Russia how the world turns and how flat time is. Time is a flat circle. Great quote from True Detective, and it is true here now. Here we have the real core of the story. Were they coordinating with the Joe Biden campaign? Were these 51 intelligence experts being told, much like the Hillary Clinton campaign, and this is what we're learning in the Sussman trial, was telling reporters what to write, how to write it, when to drop stories. The Hillary Clinton campaign was openly, you want to know why you're not hearing anything about the Michael Sussman campaign? Because it is the biggest journalism bombshell in American history. Because the Hillary Clinton campaign was openly placing and pushing editorially and writing stories for some of your favorite publications. Okay, they're not your favorite publications, but publications that people read or at least trust. And the Hillary Clinton campaign was openly colluding with those publications to write stories for them. Was Joe Biden doing the exact same? Was the Biden campaign openly colluding with these security experts in order to write this letter and plant it? We must find that out. As Democrats would say, this is a threat to our democracy. We don't actually live in a democracy. We live in a republic. So it's a threat to our republic. If that bears out to be true, then these men must go to jail because they are 
in violation not only of their oath, not only are they oath breakers, but they are rigging elections openly, bragging about it, and as we have said, utilizing the power and the prestige of American intelligence agencies and asset gathering and espionage against the American people. You would call it a color revolution if it happened in any other country. A color revolution. Drum up people through the press, use fake stories to topple a regime. Now it's happening here. The powers of our intelligence agencies turned on the American people whom they are sworn to protect. So at what point do we just start calling them what they are? Traitors. The nation is not on their side, and we're very excited to report it. I know it's a little bit of a heavy story for a Friday, but whew, are we glad that we are finally going on offense as a movement. The American First movement is an offense movement. We will not allow these communists to take. We're not your grandfather's Republican Party. Joe Biden says it, and we agree. We will not allow these communists to take over. And now that we've seen the threat with clear eyes, and we know what will become of our schools, our corporations, our law enforcement, our nation as a whole, this is the time. It's time to take back the country. And Republicans are. Republicans cast 150,000 more votes than Democrats in North Carolina primaries. GOP enthusiasm way up, according to Breitbart.com. Republican voter turnout in droves to participate in North Carolina primaries surpassed Democrat participation, even though there are more registered Democrats in the state. Analysis of voter data at Republican National Committee shows that Republican voters cast 150,000 more votes than Democrats. This is devastating. They view North Carolina as a purple state, as a state that could potentially be going blue. Not so fast. Gallup poll in January of 2022 found that by the end of 2021, the percentage of Democrat-leaning independent voters decreased by five points and Republican leaners increased by four points. National polling unaffiliated with independent voters has tended to side with Republican voters when asked about the economy, immigration, education, among other issues. Because Republican voters are populist. Populism is popular. Populism is popular. Nationalism is among the people of this nation who love this nation is popular. This is what the party is turning into and we are running on it and it's why it is so odious when we send $40 billion to Ukraine. I'm not saying we shouldn't help Ukraine. I'm no war... I'm no war tactician. I would need to study... What should we do for Ukraine? Well, I would need to go study that. I don't do that for a living. I have a lot of friends who do, and I'd love to chat with them about it. What would be the best way to help? But I can tell you this. If you're putting $40 billion in Ukraine and you cry and whine and bitch and moan about $12 billion so that Donald Trump can protect our border with a wall, you're on the wrong side of history, my friends. And you will not be receiving my vote nor my support on any of our social media or any of our programs. Biden's Hispanic approval rating plummets to 26%. Oh, got it. How's that uh, entire intersectional coalition working for you guys? Great. All these people that you have imported into this nation in order to support you because you racistly just assumed that if their skin color isn't white, if they have a little extra melanin in their skin, that they'll support you. Democrats are the real racist. I mean, truly. Truly. It is unequivocal when you look at what they say about race politics. 
and how they lump groups together based on their identity and their skin color. They are the anathema to Martin Luther King's words that I want my kids to be judged by the content of their character and not their skin color. Democrats don't see you as people. They see you as mass voting blocks. And if you're on their wrong side, white people, well, white people who aren't, you know, college educated white females, you can stay. Those are the only people who support the Democratic Party. In the, those are the only people who in mass, they've actually, they've actually grown this Biden two years. The, uh, the percentage of white college educated females, I would like to see how many of them also cross-sectionally ha- live at home with their cats and eat microwave meals for one as they are baristas at Starbucks, they have increased their support of the Biden administration. Gotcha. Hispanics have not, however. President Biden's approval rating among Hispanic Americans has plummeted to 26%. Holy schmoly. This is a Quinnipiac University poll. Quinnipiac University is a far-left poll. Quinnipiac University doesn't index Republicans correctly. So this is worse. This is probably 20%. Biden is less popular among Hispanics than any other demographic, including age, gender, and the the poll had found. The same Quinnipiac poll conducted last year put Hispanic support behind Biden at 55%. (gasps) Wow. Half. Joe Biden has lost half of the support he had with Hispanics. The poll comes days after Biden administration plans to end Title 42... Secretary Alexandria Mayorkas acknowledges that ending the rule will exacerbate the ongoing surge. Latinos living in America, Hispanics living in America do not want an open border. They came here because they don't want this place to become like the places they left and fled. We can do an entirely different podcast on the border, and we talk about it all the time. Of course, what is happening there is illegal, and of course, amnesty should not be granted. But the fact remains. There are huge Hispanics populations in this country that are legal and that are naturalized citizens, and they do not want this country to become the countries that they fled. Seems very common sense. But there is no further common sense in this country. One of the last repositories of it is Rand Paul. Got to get to this last story because this is a great one. Rand Paul wants lie detector tests for the Supreme Court to find the leaker of the Roe v. Wade draft. You may recall that John Roberts, John Roberts, John Brown. Roberts, George W. Bush appointed me. Worst Supreme Court justice in history. Most feeble, flimsy, thin-skinned, gets his moral readings from his box at the Kennedy Center, watching the ballet with Eric Holder and MSNBC contributors. That's where John Roberts lives. Inside of the Georgetown cocktail circles, Caviar circles and ching-ching circles. Ching-ching, my martini glass. Ching. Make me a martini, you masked servant. That's where John Roberts lives. He loves that world. He loves it. The worst Supreme Court appointee in American history. Worse than Sotomayor. Because it's worse when these people betray you. And George W. Bush has betrayed all of us in this appointment. Amazing how they haven't gotten to the bottom of who leaked this draft to destroy the Supreme Court and put all the Supreme Court at risk. Rand Paul, take it away. 
I think the Supreme Court ultimately has to do this, and I think there are forensic ways they could figure it out. It's a very small group of people. We're not talking about hundreds of people. I think we might be talking about a dozen people that would be suspects in this. And frankly, there are times when I think employment could ask for a lie detector test. This is a very important thing. If the Supreme Court holds it, I'd bring in the 12 people and I'd ask them all under, under oath and with a lie detector test, did you leak this document? Because this shouldn't happen. And liberal or conservative, we don't want violence, right. but we also don't want somebody working at the Supreme Court who's a liar and who is dishonest. This leak is leading to the destruction of the Supreme Court. It's leading to threats against justices' lives, their staffers' lives. And it's a criminal leak, as our friend Mike Davis has rightly noted. Mike Davis, who clerked at the court and was instrumental in the nomination of three Trump justices, Mike Davis noting that you cannot leak classified information in order to get a political result. That's illegal. There's multiple federal statutes against that. So where is the leaker? Why has the FBI not been called in? Why have they not raided this reporter's apartment like they did James O'Keefe? James O'Keefe allegedly has an Ashley Biden diary. And the FBI rammed through his door at 4 a.m. in the morning, put him in handcuffs, and rummaged through his apartment, stole his cell phones. The story is unbelievable. Where is this happening to this reporter, this so-called journalist at Politico? Where and when will that happen to him? That journalist was on Rachel Maddow's show about 10 minutes after this story broke, just to let you know exactly how coordinated this all was. Democrats had legislation lined up in order to push extremist. I mean, I'm talking like the, the communist Chinese party after under Mao Zedong did not have such extreme murder laws of its own citizens as the Democrats wanted to ensconce into law in the Senate. They were ready. And an army of unmarried, unhappy, unloved cat ladies, unhealthy, Microwave dinner for one in their studio apartment, overeducated, the gross activist class, marching through the streets, coordinated. This was coordinated. How do we defend against it? The only way, much like we talked about at the beginning of this show, is to start locking people up. If you behave in a legal manner, then you should be punished. And then, guess what? That protects the rest of us. Because the people who would otherwise be committing those criminal activities will think twice. Maybe they'll do it, but they'll be punished. When you let them go and let them run free, then you get a Los Angeles or a San Francisco. San Francisco, you can't even buy things in Walmart. I'm sorry, Walgreens anymore because there's so much looting going on. They just, the Walgreens are shutting down. The few stores that are left, they, they have to lock up everything they have. We're going to go to San Francisco very soon and show you all of this. It's time to expose exactly what kind of a world Nancy Pelosi has created for her district. And we'll be going there in a, a matter of weeks. And so here we are, ladies and gentlemen, finding ourselves at a crossroads. Do you support the new right? Do you support those who fight, those who go on offense, those who wish to punish the members of the intelligence community who rigged an election against you? Do you wish to go on offense against the people who are 
actively wrecking your country and pushing forward a communist global agenda to take down this place, to remove your rights to be parents to your children, to have a happy life, to destroy your future? Are you going to just sit back and take it? Like a good little boy or girl? Are you going to fight? Are you going to do something? Republicans are doing something. They're showing up in huge numbers. And I think what's going to happen in November is going to be biblical. I really do. We, on this program, were born free men and women. And so we're going to stay that way. And we're going to stay that way through doing things correctly and doing things right. The first thing we do right is prioritize our life. God, family, country. That's how we prioritize our life. Those things matter a lot to us. We, ladies and gentlemen, are the people who will save this nation. There is no one else. It's us or tyranny. A thousand years of darkness. So let's go. My name is Benny Johnson, and this has been The Benny Show. See ya.